It's good to have uh, Deacon Jeff Filipski with us. He's from our parish. He's a transitional deacon, uh, finishing up his last year at Mondelein Seminary, and he's getting uh, ordained in, in June, correct? June? All right. So it's always good to have him home. He's home for Thanksgiving. Uh, as, uh, his first reading is very interesting to me, and it reminds me... Uh, my mom a little bit. Um, she's uh, 88 now and uh, somewhat frail. Uh, but she had this, uh, like I think most moms do, um, this great capacity for empathy. Uh, what does that mean? It means, like, for instance, I would go to her, or either of my parents, but uh, my mother especially, to, uh, let's say I have a problem or I was upset about something, something had happened to me, and, and or maybe I was just offering an apology for something, whatever it was. And it, there's this moment, and then whatever that conversation was, where I was giving her what I had, and you could almost feel it, where like in your mind's eye, her hands were like taking what you were giving, and she was taking it from you and like putting it in her heart, right? I think moms do that, especially. And, you'd, and I'd walk away thinking, oh gosh, I feel so much better. And yet here, here is, uh, here's my mom still holding on to that thing. She would take it. And I didn't have it, but now she did. She carried it. And John Paul called that, uh, Pope St. John Paul, calls that the, the, the feminine genius, huh? And, and the reason why I am, I'm bringing that up, perhaps, is like in the first reading uh, today from Proverbs. Proverbs is a, a book. It's got all these little sayings in it. You don't have to read Proverbs from the beginning to the end in, in sequence. You just open it up, and it's got all these little pithy little sayings. But it's interesting, though, that the very end of it is this, is this reading. And, and it is maybe a, a saying or two, but... It's specific about uh, women, and it's specific about wives and mothers. Huh? Why does the author of Proverbs do this? And but you'll listen to it for a second, okay? Uh, when one finds a worthy wife, now the that's an improper translation. Sometimes the uh, translator of the New Lectionary gets the word wrong, it's, and it's okay, but it's not, it's not the way it should be. Uh, halal, the Semitic for that word that's translated as worthy, is, is like force or power, huh? noble. So when one finds a noble, powerful, forceful wife, right, he finds this treasure that is of unestimable value, priceless, priceless. Something that can't be quantified. And how, does it, how do they describe, how does the author describe it? It's, it's through the hands. What does it say? Uh, his husband gives his heart to her. She takes his heart into her heart and gives him back goodness, gives him back goodness, not evil, goodness. This powerful woman 
with her hands takes his heart and puts it into her heart. It's like my, my mom, take what I'm giving. And she would put it into her heart and give me back what? Peace, mercy, forgiveness, love, safety. That she brings with her hands good. She takes wool and flax with her hands and she works it with her loving hands. She takes what is offered and she works it. She puts her hands to the distaff. Her fingers ply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and the needy. Now, she has received something and now she is taking her hands and she is giving it away. She receives your hearts, your wives, your moms. You're giving her what you need to give her and she takes it and she works it and she gives it back to you as goodness. Who's the needy? Who's the poor? We are. She takes our poverty and our neediness and our brokenness and our sorrows and our, and our plea for mercy and forgiveness and whatever it is we are offering. And she takes it, puts it in her heart, and she gives you her heart. She gives you her love, her mercy. Now, again, Proverbs is using this idea of the woman, but isn't this something that applies to all of us? Certainly about how the women in our life work. But she's like this paradigm of of what it means to be the person who takes what is given by God and works it with her hands and gives it back to us is the exact thing we need. All right. How does that work? Okay. Um, There's this thing in, uh, in the gospel about talents. Now, we're not talking about, like, I'm really talented at, at uh, um, you know, baseball or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talented at uh, taking naps. It's not, that's, not what, that's not what it's about. The talent for them, the Jew, when Jesus tells this story, it was an enormous amount of gold, 50, 60 pounds of gold. Priceless, weighty. Now, one of my seminary professors, uh, Father Bob Schoenstein, I still remember this from the day when I was in seminary so many years ago at Mundelein. Is, and I think Bob Stoenstein is still teaching, you know, but he had this really interesting idea about this talent business. It's not money, it's not, and it isn't what we're good at. It's, it's the weight of the thing that would have come first to the Jewish mind. When Jesus talks about this enormous amount of, of gold that is being given by the master to the servants, for them to take and work and give back, the Jew would have immediately thought about the temple. Uh, there's a... There's a the, the thing in the temple, uh, this, in the Holy of Holy, was the Ark of the Covenant. And on the Ark of the Covenant was the mercy seat, the Yavod. Yavod. 
the Yavod was this, made out of this enormous amount of gold, this great weight of gold. This thing then that Jesus brings up is about the pricelessness, the enormous quantity, the greatest thing, what a talent was, was God's mercy. Nothing weighed more. Nothing was greater. God's mercy, the mercy seat in the temple. So what Jesus is telling us is that he gives us from his heart his greatest attribute. The thing that is the weightiest, the most important, the most powerful, the thing that matters the most, which is mercy, which is love. To will the good of the other. So nothing is greater that Jesus does and he gives to us. And in, in, the, in the world of spiritual physics, everything is reversed. The more you give away, the more you end up having. So when they talk about the talents and what has been given, you, you know, you've been, you've been responsible in, 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 in small matters. Now you'll get great ones. Now you get greater ones. I gave you a little and you gave me back a lot. So now you're going to get more. Come share your master's joy. Brothers and sisters, what is the greatest thing that we have been given? What is the greatest gift that we have received? What is the thing that is most priceless? What is this thing that is, uh, you know, this weighty, the weightiest thing, the talent, is, is mercy, is love, that Jesus stretches out his hands and he pulls us with his hands into his heart and he gives us his heart and he says, now you go and do the same. This woman of Proverbs is somebody who has been given some great gift. And what does she do with it? With her hands, she gives it away to the people in her life for whom she is responsible. And in doing so, she, she accrues more. And the more she accrues, the more she can give. And so, you know, in the, this parable of the talent, the, one who, the, the, the biggest wretch is the guy who's afraid to take what Jesus gives him, mercy and love, and won't share it, won't give it away. And he loses it all. And the one who is most successful is the one who has received from Jesus his heart and then goes out and gives his heart away as Christ and ends up getting more. The more you give, the more you, the more you get. It's Thanksgiving week. We're supposed to be grateful and thankful and our, and our response to what we have been given, and our, and our response to gratitude, thanksgiving, is to give more away. Not to be stingy, not to hold on to it, not to be afraid to share, not to be afraid to forgive, not to be afraid to be merciful. We sit upon the avode with God and his love and his mercy. And the only requirement is that we share that mercy with others. And that the more we share then, the more we have. And the more we have, the more we can give. And it's endless. It goes on and on. Huh? My mom with her hands takes what I give. And what does she give me back? Love, 
mercy. There's a, uh, when I was a kid, sometimes I would get a little, a little uh, disputatious on Sunday mornings because I didn't want to go to church or something like that. And it wasn't that I didn't like church. I just, sometimes I like to be difficult. And uh, so, you know, we'd all have to be in the car by, you know, whatever, you know, to get to Mass downtown here and from our house on 14th Street. And I'd be up in my room just laying in bed and thinking, I'm not going. <laughs> and, I, you know, there you hear the car. My dad pulls it out of the garage and we're they're waiting. And all of a sudden I hear the front door open and the footsteps on the stairs. And I said, well, those are mom's footsteps. You can always tell mom's footsteps. And she walks in, and I'm laying there in bed, just hands behind my head, like, woohoo. She goes, Danny, what are you doing? I gotta get to Mass. I said, I'm not going. She goes, Why? I said, I don't wanna go today. Why do I have to go? Why do we have to do this? She sits on the bed with her hands, she kinda brushes my hair and caresses my brow with her hands. She kind of guides me and pulls me into herself. She goes, Danny, we go to Mass because we have to say thank you to Jesus for all that he has given to us. What shall I, the psalm says, what shall I return to the Lord for all that he has given to me? I shall call upon the name of the Lord and I shall drink from the chalice of salvation. Danny, we got to say thank you. Because if we don't, we lose the things for which we should be grateful. But the more we thank him, the more we give that away, the more we have. So grabbing me and pulling me, maybe a little spanking besides with her hands. She dresses me and loads me into the ark with the rest of my brothers and sisters, and off we go. You know, it's a moment in the Mass, just a moment, and usually there's music so you don't hear the priest say it. But when I'm offering the bread, which is you, when I offer that pat with the bread on it, that's you and your lives, and everything you bring, and everything for which you should be grateful. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread, the work of human hands, the work of human hands, the very words used in Proverbs, the very thing that Jesus expects of those to whom he has given the talents, work of your hands. Take what you have been given, and give it away. We've been given the best, Jesus. And he has pulled us into his heart and he has given us his heart. Now with his heart, we go out and love and serve the Lord and one another. Why do we do this? Why? Because we're grateful, because we have to say thank you, because if we don't, we lose what little we have. What little we have. It's spiritual physics. We all sit upon the yavod, the weightiest thing. God's mercy. What does St. Augustine say? He says many things, but he says this. He says, Jesus, you are the doctor, and I am the patient. Jesus, 
I am the one who is sick, and you are the only one who can cure me. Jesus, thank you for curing me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Please don't stop loving me and forgiving me so that I might continue to share that love and that mercy and that forgiveness with others.